Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. I'm Keith Caulfield, Senior Director of Charts at Billboard. And I'm Katie Atkinson, Billboard's Executive Digital Director, West Coast. Happy BBMAs week, Oh, my gosh. Yes, for all those who celebrate, it is uh, Billboard Music Awards on Sunday. Very exciting. Um, We'll be talking all about the Billboard Music Awards on the pod this week, because, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop, on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got chart news on how Future debuts at number one on both the Billboard 200 Albums chart with I Never Liked You and the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart with Wait For You and sees three more debuts in the top 10 on the Hot 100. But could Future's reign atop the Billboard 200 be short-lived now that mm, Bad Bunny's surprise new album dropped last Friday? Well, we'll discuss that in just a moment. Also on the show, the Billboard Music Awards, as we said, are this Sunday. So we're previewing all the action going down in Las Vegas from the top finalists to the list of performers. Plus, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announced their class of 2022 last week, including Dolly Parton. Hey! We talked all about that on a previous podcast, and now here she is. So we'll talk about the lineup and why it's one of the poppiest classes of all time. But first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit Billboard.com slash podcasts. All right, let's do the chart chat. First up, Future is the king of both the Billboard 200 Albums chart and the Billboard Hot 100 Songs chart this week, as his new album, I Never Liked You, debuts atop the former, while he also debuts at number one on the Hot 100 with the album's track, Wait For You, featuring Drake and Tim's. It's Future's eighth number one album and second number one on the Hot 100. For Drake, it's his 10th Hot 100 number one, And for rising star Tim's, it's her first number one on the Hot 100. I Never Liked You debuts with the year's biggest week for any album, 222,000 equivalent album units earned in the United States in the week ending May 5th, according to Luminate. And all 16 tracks on the album's standard track list also arrive on the Hot 100 chart. Wait For You debuts with 40.2 million U.S. streams, 7.9 million radio airplay audience, and 6,400 downloads sold, all in the week ending May 5th. It's one of four songs from Future's album that debut in the Hot 100's top 10. 
He also arrives with these are some interesting song titles that <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this. That I you could also just skip this, Keith. <laughs> I, I don't know if I should say. Well, he also debuts in the top ten with three other songs, and I'll let you go look at the Hot 100 and find out what they are. <laughs> Ooh, a mystery. Ooh. <laughs> By the way, this is the sixth instance where an act has had four or more debuts in the top ten concurrently. Drake has done it twice before, while J. Cole, Juice World, and Lil Wayne have all done it once. So the question is, is Future going to be number one on the Billboard 200 for a second week? Or, as we failed to mention on last week's podcast because it was a surprise announcement uh-huh. late, uh, Bad Bunny all of a sudden hopped in with a new album, so he might get to number one instead. Uh, and then the week after that, Kendrick Lamar, too? Keith, what is going to happen on your chart, we, please? We, well, we, we, we talked about it last week, but we recorded the show before Bad Bunny announced his album existing, which came out on Friday. So we weren't willingly... Willfully? Willingly? What's the word? Willfully ignoring yeah. Bad Bunny? Is that what you mean? Yes, yeah, willfully. We, were, we weren't like going into the show being like, oh yeah, Jack Harlow's Forget got Bad it. Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> Who? Yeah, uh, that guy who's had multiple number one albums already. Forget him. He's had one number one. Oh, just one? Just one. Okay. His last album debuted at number one, and that was the first all Spanish language album to be number one on the Billboard 200. Until... Next week. And still probably next week. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Um, we'll see. I assume that Bad Bunny will be number one. And I I don't know. He could have he could easily have the biggest week of the year beating Future. <laughs> before Kendrick's week. Before Kendrick's week. Before Kendrick's <laughs> album comes out this Friday, and we assume Kendrick may have the biggest week. Yeah, we already saw uh, a new song from Kendrick on Sunday that sort of lit up Twitter, right? It was the the, the heart, heart part, part five. five. Which we assume is from the new album? Yeah, I guess knowing the timing of his new project, we assume, yes, and as... Uh, It'd be wild if it wasn't on the track list. <laughs> it would be, but it's been really viral because of the video, especially, um, which shows Kendrick's face morphing into other black male stars, Kobe, OJ, Kanye. Jesse Smollett and Will Smith. Yeah, so it's... Oh, Nipsey Hussle. Just check that out. Um, yeah, it's, Kendrick does it again, it's, is basically the it, point. It's, um, it's, I, it's one of those, like with all Kendrick material, it's one of those things where you really... You need to have like genius.com up next to you looking at the lyrics. You need annotations. You need, you absolutely need annotations. <laughs> and also, um, because it's so dense and all of his, all of his music is so dense. And the video itself, it's just a marvel in sort of CGI and mm-hmm. like what you the can deep fake technology. Because it's just like it, they look remarkably like the people. Yep. And I'm like, did Kanye sign off on this? Did Will Smith know about Iowa? Probably not, but they, <laughs> it's like Kanye's over here making mannequins of famous That's people. True. So Bre- Breeding mannequins. And- <laughs> I mean, so yeah, I guess. <sighs> All right. So it is that time of year. The Billboard Music Awards are going down live in Las Vegas this weekend on Sunday, May 15th. They air at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. So live coast to coast on NBC and on Peacock. We are recording this on Monday, so... There's going to be more announcements throughout the week, so we'll, let me tell you what we know so far. Keith, since the finalists are sort of your chart number territory, can you start us out with uh, with this year's leading finalists? Oh, sure. Oh, right. And what Katie means is that the the finalists and ultimately the winners of the Billboard Music Awards are derived from chart activity on the charts. So yeah. um, 
you know, this is not a, a secret cabal of um, <laughs> Recording Academy voters or Oscar voters or a, a secret small group of Tony Award This is nominators. numbers. It's numbers. Just, it's just it's, it's what all of you stream on your iPhone when you bought that vinyl album from Target. We know about it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know exactly how many times Katie Atkinson played John Mayer each weekend. Well, I was in his top 5% of fans across the nation. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I do. Um, but but we know. <laughs> and that all goes into the Billboard Music Awards. So, uh, sure, let's start. The Weeknd is the top contender for this year's show as a finalist in 17 categories. Wow. Including top artist, top male artist, and top Hot 100 artist. While Doja Cat is the leading female finalist with 14 nods, including top artist, top female artist, and top Hot 100 artist. And if you're a Billboard reader, you might know that they also share management. So this is a big day for uh, Salco. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, did you want me to keep going here? Yeah. Okay, so Justin Bieber, yay, and Olivia Rodrigo, yay, the, the artist previously known as Kanye West, um, follow with 13 nods each. Bieber is the third most decorated artist in BBMA history with 21 previous wins. He trails only Drake with 29 wins and Taylor Swift, who has 25. And all three of them are nominated at this year, or I should say are finalists at this year's show. So those numbers could change after Sunday as well. Right. And in case you're wondering why Katie uh, just sort of stumbled over her words there, <laughs> we specifically call these finalists. Because there isn't, again, a secret cabal of people nominating people. It's just literally chart performance, press a button, and some stuff pops out. Top five people. They're the five finalists. They were not nominated for this. They, their numbers put them there. Yeah. Uh, Dua Lipa and Ed Sheeran have nine nods apiece. The Kid Leroy has eight, while BTS, Giveon, and Taylor Swift are each finalists with seven times over, with BTS as this year's top group or duo artist. So that's, well, we're just saying, sorry, that is a little awkward. They're the top nominated group or duo at this year's. Oh, my God, I did nominate it again. <laughs> I'm saying that BTS is the top finalist of all groups. It's kind of awkward. We can probably just cut that line out. I mean, I think it's kind of funny if we just keep our our, <laughs> our, entire... our, our stumbling around. <laughs> we're like trying it. to edit ourselves speaking. Well, I, I, will, I will say, as yes. an aside, um, whenever we do... Like for like for Billboard's year-end charts, mm -hmm. when we have to do the same thing where we're like, all right, here's all the females, here's all the males, here's all the duo groups. It's usually a pretty woeful, woeful? That is a <laughs> word. Your, yes. Woeful yes, group. Willful and woeful. Woeful <laughs> group of duo groups where it's like, okay, so I guess we put Fleetwood back on here because right. rumors still consider, you know, still does well. It's right. like, where's all the duos and groups? Um, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, on the performance front, Mary J. Blige will receive the Billboard Icon Award and perform on the show. Other performers include, and this is a long list of people, which is exciting. We have Ed Sheeran, who, as Keith noted, is on a world tour right now. He will be performing from Belfast. Oh. During the show. Hmm. Uh, Becky G, uh, the team up of L King and Miranda Lambert, who are finalists as well in the country category for drunk parenthetical title. And I don't want to go, go home. home. Uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Silk Sonic. I mean, they just have to, you know, jump across the street from Park MGM or wherever they are for their Vegas residency. What if they're performing from the Park MGM? 
I, d- I don't think I, so. I, I think they're live. I hope they come over to yeah, T-Mobile. Yeah. Although they probably have a cool set. Wait, are we at T-Mobile? Oh, I'm sorry. No, MGM Grand Arena oh, this year. Back it. to the MGM Grand. Whoops. We've been we've been both places. So they literally have to go really across the street. Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Legitimately across the street. Um, uh, Travis Scott, who will be performing in his first televised performance since 10 people were killed at his Astroworld Festival in November. He, of course, was supposed to headline Coachella. Um, in April and was dropped from that spot. And also Morgan Wallen, who is in his first award show performance since he was barred from attending and performing at various ceremonies in 2021, including our own BBMAs, after he was caught on camera saying the N-word. By the way, both Morgan and Travis Scott are also finalists this year. Yes. And you can also go to Billboard.com to see the full explanation from MRC Entertainment, who produces the Billboard Music Awards, on why they chose to have Morgan as a performer this year. Um, There's more, though. We have Burna Boy, Florence and the Machine, Lotto, Maxwell, Megan the Stallion, and Raul Alejandro. These are all performers. This is going to be a very long show, I think. Nine, Are you 10, counting? 11, 12, 13, 14. There's possibly 14 performances. You, and you combined Ellen and I Miranda? I did. Okay, okay. Yeah. The, I, there's possibly 13 or 14 different performances. And as we said, this is recording on Monday, and we don't know if anything might drop from the sky before then, too. Yeah, there could be more. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be... It's going to be a lot of performances, covering a lot of genres, too, um, as you can tell from that list. Um, Also, we should say Diddy will host the show for the very first time and serve as the executive producer. Is Diddy going to perform? Not that I know of. Maybe he'll do like a, you know, an intro an opening performance. medley, yeah. like, Kelly, like Kelly's done in the past. Our, our colleague Gail spoke with him um, in an interview that will be published on Billboard.com this week oh. uh, and spoke with him on Friday. And we can't say anything about it because it hasn't been posted But yet. I hope she asked about the like opening number sort of thing. I don't know. We'll find out. Oh, all um, right. And I'll be there, too. And Katie's going to be there. <laughs> but I, I should say, I, I should have put a mention in of this. Billboard is also hosting its first ever music con on Friday. Um, which will be a conference of panels and performances. A lot of the names I just said are going to be involved in it. Um, I know Burna Boy has a panel. Uh, some names I didn't say. Machine Gun Kelly has a panel. Uh, I believe Anita is performing Friday night. Ty Dolla Sign is performing Saturday night, all part of Musicon. So we have a lot going on in Las Vegas as Billboard this weekend. How can we find out more? So uh, is Musicon something where, like, if you happen to be in Vegas on Friday and, you you're, can ju- go. There's and tickets. you're just like a fan, is there, like, a website that you can go to? Yeah, let me make sure I get the URL right. Because um, this is one of those things where, you know, the way we've said it, it makes it sound like it's, like, one of those, like, businessy conferences for, like, executives. But I think it's actually for the fans as well. It literally is fan-facing. It's, um, uh, let me just make sure I got that right. Yes. So billboardmusiccon.com. It's all you need. Music. Go there. C-O-N. You can buy tickets. You can RSV for the live shows, which are all free. Those are f- free for fans. If you're in Vegas, and try you to go see to one of those. Sign, it's a free show. RSVP. Um, and I didn't mention, but I did mention in the performers, uh, Raul Alejandro, Lado. Um, is that all the names I missed? I think so. Yeah. So check it out all at the website. You can see everything and and come join me. M-U-S-I-C-C-O-N.com. Correct. Double C's. Double C's. <laughs> Um, well, moving on, on May 4th, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announced their class of 2022, and this year's performer inductees are Pat Benatar and her husband-slash-collaborator Neil Giraldo, Duran Duran, Eminem, Eurythmics, Lionel Richie, 
Carly Simon, and oh, hey, Dolly Parton. Dolly. She, of course, made headlines earlier this year when she attempted to politely decline her nomination, which clearly didn't work because ballots had already gone out and... She had tried to bow, bow out, but the Rock Hall said, you know, we're not going to discount the votes that have already come in for you. So it's here just, she is. It was just all a big uh, PR scheme to get more <laughs> votes for Dolly. <laughs> you know, again, plugging Billboard.com, our coworker Melinda had the one and only interview with Dolly Parton after the Rock Hall nomination. Melinda's got the juice. Induction was announced. Um, and it's an adorable interview. And she, my favorite part was when Dolly says, you know, I thought my fans would tell me, like, you rock or you're a rock star just because, like, they thought I was cool. But maybe I am an actual rock star. <laughs> she's just the cutest human. It's it's, it's funny how um, – and she's she's explained since. I listened to an NPR interview and I also read Melinda's interview where mm-hmm. she basically was saying her initial um, demurring – is that a word? Demurring? Oh my gosh. Uh, um, we need a dictionary at, in here. At, I, I'm, 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 getting, I'm getting old. Uh, <laughs> at being possibly included in the Rock Hall was her not really understanding that the Rock Hall actually embraced those beyond what was traditionally considered rock right. and roll music. And she uh, was going for the very classic definition. And she also didn't want to, she was like, I don't want to take away a spot from Ex- some true rock artist. She was looking at it like the country music hall of fame right. looks at Madonna's it. Madonna's not getting into the it, country music exactly, hall of fame. Exactly. That right. would raise eyebrows. And she was looking at it that <laughs> literally. Well, isn't Don't Tell Me kind of a country <laughs> song? There's a guitar. I wear a cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one thing that Keith and I both noticed about this year's class and why we wanted to talk about it on the podcast is just how pop this group is, or really mainstream, I guess is the word to to say. Um, in fact, every inductee has either a number one song on the Billboard Hot 100 or a number one album on the Billboard 200. And Keith, you looked up when the last time this happened was, correct? Yes. Now, uh, again, it's one of those things where I'm caveating it, saying I'm pretty <laughs> sure this is correct. <laughs> But, you know, there's been a lot of people that have been inducted into the Rockmore Hall of Fame. I believe I was looking at a correct list of only those in the performers category. Right. Because, for instance, Judas Priest is nominated this year, but not in the performer section. Right. Jamie Jam and Terry Lewis are being inducted, yes. and, but not as a performer. It's it's interesting. It's how a they, weird distinction. It's a weird, but anyway, performer category. The last time, apparently, that... Uh, we had the a the group of performers all either have a number one on the Hot 100 or the Billboard 200 was the class of 1989. Okay, so it's been a while. It's been a while. That year, it was um, the performers that were inducted were Dion, Otis Redding, the Rolling Stones, the Temptations, and Stevie Wonder. And uh, you might be wondering which have had number ones on which chart. Yeah. Dion had gone to number one on the Hot 100 with Runaround Sue. Otis Redding had been number one on the Hot 100 with Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. And the Rolling Stones, the Temptations, and Stevie Wonder have all had number ones on both the Hot 100 Mm. and the Billboard 200. Well, and we should say, since we didn't, that everyone, save for Pat Benatar, from this year's class, class of 2022, has a number one on the Hot 100. Correct. Whereas Pat has a number one on the Billboard 200. And we looked up that Pat had two number five hits on the Hot 100. Two massive songs, uh, Love is a Battlefield and We Belong. Yep. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a pop crew. And we also talked about the fact that 
these are all maybe except for Carly pretty like MTV and beyond acts, right? Which kind of makes sense why these are people that have huge number ones on our charts, right? Yeah. Like, I I mean, you think about Pat Benatar, you think about the videos, you think about um, uh, Eurythmics, um, who am I missing? Lionel Richie, duh. Eminem even, I mean, tie his whole career up with MTV as well. Like, this is just kind of like where we're probably heading in the future because people like Eminem, who is nominated and inducted his first eligibility year, came of age in a you know time when maybe things were I don't know a little poppier a little less underground it's interesting though the the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, you are eligible to be inducted 25 years or you're eligible to be considered for induction 25 years after your first I guess commercially released or released recording so 25 years from be previous to today would be 1997 mm. so mo- but most of these acts predate that. Yes. Carly Simon was in the early 70s. Pat Benatar was in the very late 70s, early 80s. Duran Duran was like 81, maybe? We know that Pat and Duran Duran both have been people whose names have been floated year Previous after line. year. And they've also been very popular in the fan-voted poll that they put up where, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I think whoever finishes first in that fan poll automatically goes in or am I just making that You're up? making it up. So I wish that was true. So it would be a cool idea. What's interesting is how this fan vote has kind of taken like on a life of its own where people think <laughs> it's, it's just like it's like oh this is how important. I get in. Like, yeah. It's important but not that important. Mm-hmm. So what the fan vote is is basically they take all of the possible you know, they take the ballot and say, okay, here's the the 15 people that are up for consideration. Fans, you can vote like once a day for any one artist or whatever it is. And at the end of this, the top five are then put onto what is equivalent to a ballot. So these so these five in order, one, two, three, four, five, are the fan ballot. Mm. So pretend so you have that ballot, pretend like it's an actual physical piece of paper in front of you, and you put it down on, on the table. Next to it is Questlove's ballot. Questlove is on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame voting. Uh-huh. He has a ballot where he's one, two, three, four, five. Mm. And then, you know, Amit Erdogan and whoever else. Are you saying it has the same weight as a single voter? Yep. I had no idea. That is all it is worth. Oh, that's amazing. I'm glad I asked about it. That's yeah. crazy. But, you know, I mean, in theory, that one ballot, that one vo- those those five votes, you know, in order could could make the difference. Yeah, you never know. But, we don't know how close it is. But I mean, the, especially you know, with like the final people who get you know inducted. It is crazy though to see how like because I follow I follow people Annie get Linux, heated and about I follow it. Duran Duran mm-hmm. and everyone's just like thank you so much to the fans yes. the fans you really did it I'm like not on so much yeah in our um, in Gary Graff's interview with uh, Neil Giraldo he's like year after year the fans have just showed up for us you know every year it's like it's like <laughs> the artists don't really even understand like right? what the fan vote no one means. understands we um, do we do I, Paul Grind does I, uh, yeah absolutely yeah um, I feel like speaking of Dolly real quick feels like we should talk about. Her Mexican pizza, pizza. the musical, right? Oh, my God. I'm hungry just thinking about it. (laughs) Keith, talk about it because you are maybe the second biggest fan to Dolly Parton (laughs) of the Mexican pizza. So what's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe Doja Cat and you have to fight over that. Oh, my God. So, okay. So, okay. Oh, there's so much to unpack here. There's 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 so much to, to to unpack like a box of warm Mexican pizza. Let me let me just like (laughs) stew and simmer on it. Um, So Taco Bell. 
ha- uh, took away from its menu last year the Mexican pizza, which was a item that had been on their menu in one form or another since, I think, 1985 or 1986. Um, It used to have a really weird name, and I actually posted an old commercial from it on my Twitter account like a week or two ago. Really? It's hilarious. Oh, my God. I need to see that. It's wild. Um, That's also my new word, just saying everything is wild. I don't know why. (laughs) Um, Wild. So uh, (laughs) they took the Mexican pizza away. Everyone lost their marbles. Oh, including my husband. Because it's great. I mean, it's not good. Honestly, for you, but it's I honestly great. didn't know how impactful it was until both Keith and my husband were losing their actual shit over it being off the menu. I eat Taco Bell a lot, and that that's I would always get the Mexican pizza, and it's not exactly healthful in terms of what you should be eating. And we aren't the only ones. No. Everyone got up in arms about it. Everyone um, got very upset about it. Taco Bell, for their part, they said that I th- believe the reason why they took it as well as some other items off the menu was because they had concerns around environmental impact around the packaging of these items, apparently, because there's a lot of, like, paperboard that goes into housing these things when they oh, when you buy them. I thought Dan had said something about them, like, they use some ingredients that aren't used for any other items That could also. be it, too. Yeah. Because, I mean, the, the, the brilliance about most fast food is that most items that you buy at a fast food place all use the same, like, Interchangeable things you can put together. And, yeah. and they're definitely, they're, they're, like, obviously, think of what the Mexican pizza looks like. It's too sort of, like— think, Just think of it. Just think of it. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like two it's like two I think they're like deep fried sort of flour tortillas and in between there's refried beans and meat and then on top there's cheese and like a salsa and tomatoes. I can imagine that the some of those parts are literally only used in that right. Mexican pizza. Yeah. And it may and that may become sort of like cost um, prohibitive. Cost prohibitive. Yeah. So anyway, took the Mexican pizza away, everyone got upset. And um, at some point, I think last year. In a random interview, Dolly Parton was asked about what she thought about it, and she actually said that she would buy the Mexican pizza whenever they went to Taco Bell. And then everyone was like, Dolly Parton's a fan. We need to get her on our side. And then, well, as we all know, Taco Bell, as we all know, as sure. As we all know. Shut up. You're making fun of me. Um, a few weeks ago, uh, at, Co- at, Coachella, at Coachella, Doja Cat um, announced that the Mexican pizza was coming back. And two things on this. Before um, before this moment, months before, on TikTok, she had written a little song about the Mexican pizza. Oh. And this was after her song had been used in a Taco Bell ad. So she was already like a Taco Bell, Aficionado. you know, or a partner. Like right. she, you know, but then she also Hashtag made Taco a song. Exactly. Then she made this song kind of calling them out, like, where the after the Mexican pizza go? And um, then at Coachella, it's such a funny moment. I don't know if you actually watched her say I it, didn't. but it's like if you were in the crowd you probably didn't hear it because it was just a throwaway it's like the crowd's super loud cheering and she's like mexican pizza's coming back by the way (laughs) it was just like that and that's it and it made so many headlines Um, so many so she announced it and then dolly today on (laughs) monday Monday, may May 9th 9th. she posted on her instagram um, a screenshot of what looks to be a script to what was it called? Like uh, it's called Mexican Pizza colon the musical. The musical, and she is somehow involved with this musical. Taco Bell posted like a fake playbill. 
with the title of it. Um, and uh, she, Dolly also hashtagged it with, she's like a Taco Bell partner, so yeah, clearly we, it's an ad. <laughs> we sound like Taco Bell partners right now. We're not. Unpaid. I'd everyone. like to be a Taco not Bell partner. Yes. How do I get to be one? Yes. Can we be one? Taco Bell, do you want to sponsor our show? We'll announce the next menu item. Do, do, would you? We could, Feel free to do a pre-roll ad, post-show post ad. Happy to do so. <laughs> Listen to the Mexican pizza ad right now. <laughs> would, you, would you like us to eat a Mexican pizza oh on the air? <laughs> no one wants that. <laughs> no, it'd be great. Uh, I'm hungry. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but I will say one last thing. I, I said to Keith earlier, I'm like such a naive person because I really feel like Dolly and Doja's like love of Mexican pizza feels very organic. <laughs> like it feels like they literally just wanted to talk about it and it has nothing to do with them being paid by Taco Bell. Both of them are now paid by Taco Bell, but it feels like they weren't saying this because they were paid by Taco Bell. Are I mean, we here we are talking about it and we're not paid by Taco Bell, so that's not yet. Yeah. <laughs> um what if we get a duet between Dolly and Doja? Oh, I mean, the answer is yes. I think that sounds great. Okay, what if it, what if it charts? What if they release it? Remember how we started this news item about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? <laughs> Should I go back to that? Sure. <laughs> Do we have to? I like talking about I like talking about Taco Bell's Mexican pizza. Oh well, the 2022 ceremony will take place on November 5th here in Los Angeles. By the oh, way, wow. did you know that? Do we know what venue? Um, you know. I don't off the top of my head, but I do, <laughs> I do know that it has been I actually, you know what? It's Microsoft Theater. We reported it was Microsoft Theater. It was in the article. Um, it's, it's been there before. It has. So but I it's been in New York. It's been in Cleveland, which is where the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Museum is. Um, since I've worked like covered it, I've, I don't think it's been in LA. Has it been in recently? Uh, the year that Hart was inducted, it definitely was there. Okay, that was a terribly long the ago. There. Oh, nice. And I got to talk to Hart. Well, this is exciting, so look at that list and see if maybe we could talk to anybody in coming November. Yeah, I don't think we'll be at the carpet. <laughs> I don't but know, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Who knows what'll happen between now and November. We'll stay tuned till November 5th for that. Alright, well now it's time for the chart stat of the week. Well, with Lionel Richie going to be inducted into the Rock Roll Hall of Fame, what better time to play a Quiz Katie oh, man. about Lionel Richie's career on the charts? What the better way, time? By the way, uh, this was left intentionally blank on yep, it is. Katie's It actually just says surprise. Just says surprise. <laughs> so, Katie. Yes. Lionel has had a bunch of hits. Tons. Yes. Lots of number ones, in fact, on the Billboard Hot 100. But which of these Hot 100 hits... Did not go to number Ooh, one okay. on the Hot 100. Did not go to number one. Okay. Did not go to number one. Got it. We have truly okay. all night long. Mm -hmm. Say you, say me, and dancing on the ceiling. I mean, I don't know if it's going to be right, but I'm going to say the one that I'm the least familiar with out of that list. But of course, I wasn't in the music buying public when these songs came out. So, but my guess is truly. Would you like to guess again? <laughs> so that's not right then. Um, my next guess will be. I'm just gonna make wrong guesses. Um, say you, say me. Would you like to make ah, another guess? Dancing on the ceiling. Dancing on oh the my ceiling. Gosh, it's such a big song. I, the only one I avoided is like the biggest hit of them all, which all night long, or at least for me. So Lionel's had actually five number ones. Wow, okay. Um, one of those is not Dancing on the Ceiling. <laughs> I guess not. Dancing on the Ceiling peaked at number two for two weeks on the okay. Hot 100 in 1986, and it was behind— I love knowing this sort of—I love this. Thank you for having this information. I, this, I love this stuff, too, but I think I can see how some artists may hate it. Um, 
<clears throat> he was stuck behind for one week. Take My Breath Away oh, by Berlin. That's funny timing. From Top Gun, which we talked about this last week. And One Week Behind, Stuck With You by Huey Lewis and the News. Oh, I love Huey Lewis. Loved them as a child. Continue to love them. <laughs> well, uh, there you have it. Uh, a little a little uh, Quiz Katie chart stat flashback about Lionel Richie. We should get Lionel on the show. Oh, I mean, sure. He's an American Idol judge now. He has lots to promote. Gail's talked to him before. I feel like we could totally line that up between now and November when he's inducted. All right, let's So let's try. Let's, right. We just put that. We manifested it right now. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, we've reached the end of our big shoe. Um, any parting words? Was there any other big news this week, Keith? <laughs> I feel like we're missing something. Well, we already mentioned her name once. Um, so Madonna. Oh. Madonna announced a new uh, dance retrospective album. It is called Finally Enough Love. Uh, it is coming out later this year. In fact, it's a little bit complicated. There is a uh, standard edition of the album coming out on, uh, let's see, uh, June 24th on streaming services. And then the both the sort of the digital CD and vinyl version of that album comes out on August 19th, along with a 50-track version on streamers, digital, CD, and vinyl LP. And the whole purpose of this package uh, is, according to press release and materials, is to celebrate her 50 number ones on Billboard's Dance Club Songs chart. She is the one and only artist to ever have at least 50 number ones on a single Billboard chart. Yeah. Um, so what's cool about this collection, if you look at the track list, it literally is basically all of her number ones on the dance chart, except for one. That's missing. Mm -hmm. um, but and she's also um, these are all remixes that have been released previously for the most part. There's a few things that have been unreleased. But generally speaking, it's like club fans and fans of Madonna's remixes should be very excited about this because they're all going to be remastered. Mm -hmm. And they're putting there's like a version of it that has like six vinyl LPs. Oh, my God. Like nuts. And so, that's coming just in time for Madonna's birthday. You're right, and also, and also, this is um, part of um, the uh, Madonna and Warner Music announced last year that they were getting back together. We had a whole podcast about that, mm -hmm. talking about what could this possibly mean for the future of Madonna and Warner. This is a very cool first step, and it was one of our top stories on the website last week because um, people are clearly jazzed about it. So, um, big track list, lots of big hits: "Express Yourself," "Vogue," "Like a Prayer," "Frozen," "Ray of Light." Uh, beautiful Stranger, Don't Tell Me, Music, uh, even some songs that are like not huge mainstream hits, but were big in dance clubs like right. Impressive Instant or maybe uh, Sorry or mm, I don't know, um, Nothing Really Matters. So it's a really cool track list. Katie. Yes. What song from this track list? Oh, my gosh. Well, we have to I feel like we should choose one of the like. Should we go out on? I feel like we should choose one of the like the most popular like remixes right like a, a new version of a song a dance version oh boy so i'm tasking you with that um oh 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 <laughs> my god there's too many on here um 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 we can play one every week until it comes out until the vinyl comes out in august <laughs> um oh okay i know how about we do a little bit of Junior's luscious single mix of the song Secret. I think that's a great idea. All right, see you guys next time. 
I actually do know that one too. The secret. The secret. I know that secret remix. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Famous. Okay. Okay. You didn't say bye. But all right. Oh, bye. <laughs> you should put all <laughs> Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.